0: Welcome back to the Law of One, session 14, part one. We're going to talk about Ross history here, harvest and third density, and your pets. Yeah, that includes plants as well. Let's go. This first part is going to be pretty simple and not too complicated, but we have a lot to cover. And there's one part that I decided to take out of this video, just because the information wasn't that relevant. I'll talk about it once we get there and I'll make mention of it. But let's get started with the first question, because like I said, we have a lot of content to cover. And here goes Don starting the session saying, after going over this morning's work, I thought it might be helpful to fill in a few things. You said that second density strives towards the third density, which is the density of self-consciousness or self-awareness. The striving takes place through higher second density forms being invested by third density beings. Could you explain what you meant by this? Ra explains. Much as you would put a vestment, so do your third density beings invest or clothe some second density beings with self-awareness. This is often done through the opportunity of what you call pets. It has also been done by various other means of investiture. These include many so-called religious practice complexes which personify and send love to various natural second-density beings in their group form. Okay, so here we go with pets. Um, Even though Ra doesn't mention plants, I believe they are part of the same because they do communicate a lot better with us. And they, once they're, I mean, I'm talking about plants that we obviously, you know, deal with. And once there is this connection between second density, could be even quartz, uh, could be plants or animals. Once we recognize them as something different and they feel that, they started getting this investiture on self-awareness because we are making it happen. Best example is, say, a dog because the dog is very reliant on us. So it needs to ask us, where's Oliver when I need him? (laughs) He is actually investing himself in self-awareness through the communication with me because he is asking me for things. In nature, he wouldn't be doing this stuff. In nature, he would just be living off the land but here he needs to ask me to go out he needs to ask me for go for a walk or for food mostly for food and that creates this self-awareness that i exist because i can interact with other entities and that's how it happens this accelerates the process by which second density beings can turn to third density and like i said plants i believe because i'm a lover of plants uh, are also feeling this connection because we uh, we we water them we you know we take care of them we talk to them or at least i do and you know that's that's the kind of information that they receive and they benefit from to create self-awareness and the cool thing is that um what happens is that we once we do that they go into third density and it could be the next time or uh maybe in two more lifetimes, uh, lifetimes I don't know, but um, that's what happens. And the last thing that he mentions is that I think this is the tribal um, behavior that they had towards animals. Like they um, they proclaimed certain animals sacred and they did this rituals and stuff, which fortunately we don't do. We just slaughter them now for food, um, most of them. And that's what they're saying, you know, with the practice complexes which personify and send love to various natural second density beings in their group form, which is you know the herds and how we were actually as a tribal uh, human related to animals. So that's the cool part about um, second density beings when we invest our love in them. So let me not linger here anymore and let's go to the next question. When this earth was second density, how did the second density beings on it become so invested? Ross says, There was not this type of investment as spoken, but the simple third density investment, which is the line of spiraling light calling distortion upward from density to density. The process takes longer when there is no investment made by incarnate third density beings really quick. this means just that if there is no third density being like it was prior to 75000 years ago, second density beings would have had and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. But they would have had a, um, a natural transition in from 2nd to 3rd density as they become self-aware. Which again, takes a long time without 3rd density beings investing love and self-awareness to them. Let's go on. Then, what was the 2nd density form? What did it look like that became Earth Man in the 3rd density? What did he look like in the 2nd density? Ra explains. The difference between second and third density bodily forms would in many cases have been more like one to the other. In the case of your planetary sphere, the process was interrupted by those who incarnated here from the planetary sphere you call Mars. They were adjusted by genetic changing, and therefore there was some difference, which was of a very noticeable variety rather than the gradual raising of the bipedal, forms upon your second density level to third density level. This has nothing to do with the so-called placement of the soul. This has only to do with the circumstances of the influx of those from that culture." All right, so he's asking how do they look like and usually what happens and this is implied here and we kind of know already from different sources that a second density naturally forming and I say naturally without, you know, having to um, transport people from Mars and Maldives and all these places, and mostly Mars, um, for third density beings. What happens is that the second density being that is being invested in self-awareness by natural means becomes third density. This is why we have third density beings of different kinds. 40% I've heard of all the life in the universe, or at least in this galaxy, uh, is human-like form. They may have different skin color, uh, longer heads, taller, shorter, but they look very human-like. It could be child-like um, people, and it all depends on their planetary sphere. But the thing is that we have also insectoids. We have reptilians, and we have uh, other types that they had been... Um, I forgot the name of the person who has done this, um, all this work and if I, if it comes to mind, I'll I'll, uh, I'll say it here. Uh, but he's very well known for doing autopsies of different types of extraterrestrial beings, and um, well, that's that's just part of it. So let's go on with the next part. And um, oh, of course, well, something that I need to mention as well is that as, as Ra is saying, with the influx of Mars. Beings that came here, they kind of altered that because now they had to adjust them genetically to be somewhat like they were there here. And this goes with the elongated skulls, which is another type of beings that uh, existed here on Earth. But these are the ones that are allegedly from Mars. And I mean, there's a whole nother subject there. But um, it's interesting to know that Ra is saying that, you know, this was the type of, of mixture that happened. And I think he talks about it here in a second. So let's go on. Don asks, I understand from previous material that this occurred 75,000 years ago. It was then that our third density process of evolution began. Can you tell me the history, hitting only the points of development, shall I say, that occurred within this 75,000 years? Any point when contact was made to aid this development? It's going to be a long answer. Ross says, the first attempt to aid your peoples was at the time 75,000 years. This attempt, 75,000 of your years ago, has been previously described by us. The next attempt was approximately 58,000 of your years ago, continuing from a long period in your measurement with those of Mu, as you call this race or mind-body-spirit social complex. The next attempt was long in coming and occurred approximately 13,000 of your years ago, when some intelligent information was offered to those of Atlantis this being of the same type of healing and crystal working of which we have spoken previously. The next attempt was 11,000 of your years ago. All right, first pause here is because as he has said, uh, and I can say myself too, we have spoken about this material previously. So this is in section nine, session nine, Uh, I believe when they talk about the 75,000 year intervention or when they came here, that's namely they just talk about it with Mars, even though they didn't say um, directly the time, but that's what they're referring to. And that's in session nine. So go and watch that. Uh, And also they said previously in uh, 13,000, 11,000 years ago, that's also in session two. So if you haven't watched that, go and watch that part. Let's go on. These are approximations, as we are not totally able to process your space-time continuum measurement system. This was in what you call Egypt, and of this we have also spoken. The same beings who came with us returned approximately 3,500 years later in order to attempt to aid the South American mind-body-spirit social complex once again. However, the pyramids of those so-called cities were not to be used in the appropriate fashion. Again, this is content that they talked about in session two uh, where they talk about Akhenaten and where uh, they contacted him as the person that they chose for the Law of One or disseminated the Law of One in a way. And I think that was their last contact. Uh, Let's go on with the next slide. Therefore, this was not pursued further. There was a landing approximately 3,000 of your years ago, also in your South America, as you call it. There there were a few attempts to aid your peoples approximately 2,300 years ago. This is in the area of Egypt. The remaining part of the cycle, we have never been gone from your fifth dimension and have been working in this last minor cycle to prepare for harvests. Okay, so a couple of things here is, yeah, they came uh, here again in 3,000 years ago, but only to South America. And the 2,300 years ago that they mentioned here, they correct in session 17, that is 3,300 years ago. Not that it matters that much, but for those who want to be very specific, uh, they do correct this. And another thing is that you can notice that if Ra makes mistakes, which is a sixth density being now actually in fifth density for reasons that we haven't explained yet. But if they can make mistakes, we can make mistakes. So don't feel bad that you make mistakes, man. Simple as that. So that's it. And they have been here for a while uh, already, and they'll explain that in a little bit. Let's go on. Next question. Was the Egyptian visit of 11,000 years ago, the only one where you actually walked on earth? I understand your question distorted in the direction of selves rather than other selves. We of the vibratory sound complex, Ra, have walked among you only at that time. I understood you to say in an earlier session that pyramids were built to ring the earth. How many pyramids were built? There are six balancing pyramids and 52 others built for additional... Healing and initiatory work among your mind, body, spirit, social complexes. What is a balancing pyramid? Ra explains. Imagine, if you will, the many force fields of the Earth in their geometrically precise web. Energies stream into the earth planes, as you would call them, from magnetically determined points. Due to growing thought forms distortion in understanding of the law of one, the planet itself was seen to have the potential for imbalance. The balancing pyramidal structures were charged with crystals which drew the appropriate balance from the energy forces streaming into the various geometrical centers of electromagnetic energy which surround and shape the planetary sphere. All right, so the last couple of questions that Ra uh, explained was that they walked here on Earth um, just about the time they mentioned, which I forgot, um, but that's the last time, or the only time. I think it was when they built the pyramids. And then he talks about the pyramids, and this now they're talking about the balancing pyramids, which is the question that Don is asking. And it has to do, and it, they're going to explain a little bit more. But what he's saying here is that there were uh, um, two types of of kind of um, interventions with the pyramids. There was one, the balancing pyramids was to balance the energy forces of the geometric pattern of the Earth. Now, this gets a little bit deeper, and I'm not gonna get into this in this video because it's not quite relevant, but it has to do with the geometry of the Earth. And it's, of course, the Platonic solids that describe the evolution of Earth, and that's why we have energy points geometrically uh, positioned on the Earth by just nature that create this vortexes, if you've heard about it. This is where the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle actually uh, created its infamous um, uh, events that happen, is because the vortexes there are really, really strong, just like any other point, and there's a grid. We talked about this in, I forgot which session, we talked about it, probably session five or six when we talk about pyramids, I might be wrong. Go check them out, where I talk about pyramids in one of those sessions. And there is talk about the structure of the Earth and all the vortexes points, which is called the grid, the planetary grid. And so Ra is saying here that um, these points were kind of imbalanced and they created the pyramids, some of them, the balancing pyramids, to kind of balance that force, uh, which I've heard before that it was damaged due to the Atlantis catastrophe, but don't quote me on that. And that's basically what he's talking about. They're gonna go deeper into the pyramids now. So, Don asks, let me make a synopsis and you tell me if I'm correct. All of these visits for the last 75,000 years were for the purpose of giving to the people of earth an understanding of the law of one. And in this way, allowing them to progress upward through the fourth, fifth, and sixth densities. This was to be a service to earth. The pyramids were used also in giving the law of one in their own way. The balancing pyramids, I'm not quite sure of. Am I right so far? Ra says, you are correct to the limits of the precision allowed by language. Come on. If you're a nerd like me, you kind of like, you know, this answers by Ra. Who says that? You are correct to the limits of the precision allowed by language. That's just beautiful. So, yeah. The question that Don asked was if the pyramids were built for the purpose of The same in the law of one, as well as the balancing points. And again, they're going to cover much more there. So I'm not going to take more time in this. Right, beautiful. All right. Don asks, does the balancing refer to the individual who is initiated in the pyramid or does it refer to the physical balancing of the Earth on its axis in space? Ross says, the balancing pyramidal structures could be and were used for individual initiation. However, the use of these pyramids was also designed for the balancing of the planetary energy web. The other pyramids are not placed correctly for earth healing, but for healing of mind, body, spirit complexes. So here are the two uh, functions that pyramids had. However, I think it's the six pyramids, uh, uh, balancing pyramids where placed for healing the earth by balancing the energy forces that create the harmony in the Earth's fields and also for initiatory processes. However, the remaining pyramids were only for healing and initiation processes. So those are the two types of pyramids that exist, and that's what they're talking about. Ra continues, and he says, "'It came to our attention that your density was distorted towards what is called by our distortion understanding of third density, a premature aging process. We were attempting to aid in giving the mind-body-spirit complexes of third density on your planetary sphere more of a time-space continuum in one incarnation pattern in order to have a fuller opportunity to learn, teach the laws or ways of the primal distortion of the law of one, which is love. Very important thing to mention here is that, and we're going to cover this in other sessions and how Ezra explains it, but how there was a premature aging process. We were not meant to live this 80 or 100 something years. Let's just put the top 100 years. We were meant by the sign to live longer lives. And I'm getting ahead of myself here, but we're supposed to live around a thousand years, which kind of coincides with what some of the Bible recounts say of some, uh, some characters that lived over 900 years or so. Uh, I'm not sure if this was because of the intervention of the pyramids, like these characters that lived in biblical times, uh, but it does kind of match the idea of uh, what they're saying here, just to aid in that premature aging process. And Don is going to ask this next. I want to make this statement and tell me if I'm correct. The balancing pyramids were to do with uh, what we call increase the lifespan of entities here, so that they would gain more wisdom of the law of one while they were in the physical at one time. Is this correct? Ra says, this is correct. However, the pyramids not called by us by the vibrational sound complex, balancing pyramids, were more numerous and were used exclusively for the above purpose and the teach learning of healers to charge the and enable these processes. All right, so yes, uh, the basically what i just explained it's just the same thing what he's saying here the pyramids that basically are not the balancing pyramids uh not those the regular pyramids they were used for healing and initiatory processes to create the adept and the uh uh the initiate who was going to uh, disseminate the law of one and that's what uh what he's saying but also uh, he is agreeing that, yes, the pyramids were built also to kind of elongate. That's why he calls it like a time-space uh, prolonged uh, aging or something. So that's what he's referring to. And now, here we go. And I'm going to skip the, as you can see, we're in question uh, 11 of this session. The next couple of questions is about George Van Tassel, which was a contactee from the 1950s, if I believe correctly, and he was very involved in all this technology that was given, especially in the 50s, by extraterrestrial sources, and he actually built a... Um, I forgot the name of it, but it was, it was a time machine that would increase the lifespan of people or um, just prevent aging, I believe it was. The automatron, I think it was. If you're interested about this stuff, go read it. It's only like three questions. And again, it's session 14. The description has the link for the law of One content, which you can read uh, freely. Uh, and again, I skipped those because they're not quite relevant to this uh, to this flow of information. So let's go on with the next question that I chose, which is 15. And Dawn asks, going back to when we started this 75,000 year period, there was a harvest 25,000 years after the start, which would make it, 50,000 years ago. Can you tell me how many were harvested at the time?" The harvest was none. Nobody graduated. All right, Don asks, there was no harvest? What about 25,000 years ago? Russ asks, a harvesting began taking place in the latter portion, as you measure time space, of the second cycle, with individuals finding the gateway to intelligent infinity. The harvest of that time, though extremely small, was those entities of extreme distortion towards service to the entities who were now to repeat the major cycle. These entities therefore remain in third density, although they could, at any moment present nexus, leave this density through use of intelligent infinity. Those are real bros and sisters because they graduated 25,000 years ago, but I like to think that 25,000 years ago. Say it was, I think the number is around 100 or so of people and the population was in the millions already. Um, these people, they were, um, they were so, like he says, distorted. I think it's just inclined or I like to say it that way. They're inclined to serve others so much that they decided to come back and stay here in third density for this cycle and not leave. So they were bound again to earth and in service to us. So to those people, we owe them a lot of gratefulness. Thank you for staying here. Those are the masters that are here serving us, and it's a real privilege and honor to have them. So I just wanted to say that because they were the first ones to be harvested uh, 25,000 years ago, and they remain here. So that's what they're talking about. Let's go on. Don asks Then in the harvest 25,000 years ago, the entities who could have been harvested into the fourth density. Chose to remain here in service to the planetary population. Is this correct? Process. This is correct. Thus, there was no harvest, but there were harvestable entities who shall chose, shall choose the manner of their entrance into fourth dimension. That's beautiful. Then, for the last two thousand three hundred years, you have been working to create as large a harvest as possible at the end of the total. 75,000-year cycle. Can you state, with respect to the law of one, why you do this? Ra says, I speak for the social memory complex termed Ra. We came among you to aid you. Our efforts and service were perverted. Our desire then is to eliminate, as far as possible, the distortions caused by those misreading our information and guidance. The general cause of service such as the confederation offers is that of the primal distortion of the law of one, which is service. The one being of the creation is like unto a body, if you will accept this third density analogy. Would we ignore a pain in the leg, a bruise upon the skin, a cut which is festering? No, there is no ignoring a call. We, the entities of sorrow chose as our service the attempt to heal the sorrow which we are calling analogous to the pains of a physical body complex distortion. I get kind of emotional when I read this because it's um it's really powerful to know that a uh, sixth density being like Ra was so invested in this planet when they came here to uh, give us the law of one, and it was perverted, like they say, um, that they were bound here to correct that. And I love the analogy that they're using for the body, because in, in a sense, they're saying that the whole creation, as they call it, the one being of the creation, which is the creator itself, uh, they see the whole universe as an organism, which it is, it's one consciousness and one beingness in general. So they see this as the calling of a sickness or a calling, like they said, a pain in the body. You want to take care of it. You don't ignore it because it's not part of your mind. If you think you're your mind or your consciousness, I mean, you take care of everything. And I think we can extrapolate this even from the cosmic agenda of this one creator to the small perception that we have as an organism here on Gaia, on the planet Earth. And would we ignore the call of somebody, of a human being, of animal plans, situation in general? Would we ignore that? Just like dude they they didn't? No, we wouldn't. So I think it's a it's a nice way to say and end this video saying that we should be uh, mindful of what we want to do, you know, in terms of service to others, if you're inclined to do so. I think the uh, the true understanding and feeling it, truly feeling the connection that we have with each other, with the planet itself, everything from the rocks to our fellow human beings, our brothers and sisters, that's a powerful way to see the world and to become what we became or we came here to become. So with that, that's all I have for session 14, part one. In part two, we're gonna talk about Ra's history here and their work on Earth, and a couple of other things, but mostly about Raw. So stay tuned for that next week. Love you so much for watching this. You know all the deal: subscribe, like, and whatnot. Description box as well has all the information if you want to read about George Van Tassel, and of course, everything else about The Law of One. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next.